This episode of The Fakest is brought to you by The Fakest. You can get some pretty sick fakest swag at store.thefakest.com. Tonight, selfies are now outlawed in the state of Nevada. What happens when what happens in Vegas actually stays in Vegas? We've got the answer coming up. Plus, I'm outside the Defoe mansion, ready to confront my supposed father, Montepere Defoe. Will he join the long list of people who've disappointed me? Or will I not cry myself to sleep tonight? Stay tuned to the fakest <laughs> to find out. Then we'll reveal why telling people it's your birthday makes you come off a little desperate. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest, and it starts now. Good evening. I'm Leanne Snyder. Paul Defoe is on assignment. Ace reporter and recent Fakest hire, Barry Tesh, is celebrating self-confidence in a way you won't expect. We go now to Centennial Park. Barry, from what we gathered from your cover letter, you've never lacked self-confidence. This isn't just a story about self-confidence, Leanne. This is a story about body positivity. In short, I decided to live a day in somewhere west of New York City as one of the most self-confident yet misunderstood segments of the population. One that I've been privileged to be a member of for 30-some-odd years. Oh, what group are you a part of, Barry? I'm a member of the somewhere southeast of New York City naturist colony. We do timeshares. Oh, that is, uh, interesting. Living nude is the most natural thing you can do, Leanne, which is why I spent most of the day wandering the city, being persecuted for loving the skin I'm in. Well, Barry, there are all sorts of public obscenity laws and... Freedom of the press, Leanne. That's not how that works. Cue the tape. Appreciate report, Barry at all. Fakus presents Barry It All, The Nationalist Struggle, a special report by Barry Tesh. Ah, 4 a.m., the time I normally get up to get ready for my job at the fakest. This morning is different, though. A quick shower, and I'm nearly done getting ready. Now to dry off, slide on a dry pair of sandals, and I'm out the door. If you were paying any sort of attention at all, you probably noticed I skipped a step in my morning routine. One that most Americans complete every day. That's right. I didn't get dressed. I love me. I love and approve of myself. I love me. I love. I love and approve of myself. And so it begins. The sound of persecution. The same persecution that I and all naturists face when they dare shed their synthetic skin anywhere besides a secluded beach or private gym. The United States lags far behind the rest of the world in its negative attitude towards the human body. While most of Europe is nude 24-7 here in America, we've criminalized even the most innocent exposure of the lower body. Excuse me, sir. What offends you so much about my natural body? Buddy, we got kids around here. Family values and all that. But for naturists, a natural life is our top family value. Did you know naturism is actually... 
actually good for you psychologically? Later, you dang nut job. I got a ride. Nut job? Well, what do you expect from somebody that unenlightened? His mind, body, and spirit are bound in a cage of cheap gym clothes he purchased from Target. But unlike him, I have nothing to hide. children around. Just keeping it natural. Dude, you can't do that here. Bro, take my code, okay? I've let society keep me penned up for too long. I'm here, world, and I don't have anything to hide. No kidding. Mommy, does he need help? No, honey. Keep walking. Children are the real victims here. It's okay to be nude, son. If we didn't teach you shame, then you Whoa, wouldn't... whoa, whoa. Stop the tape, producer computer. I've hit the button on the primary tape playback device. AI destroy it. What? No! Actually, yes. Barry, are you still there in Centennial Park? I'm here, Leanne. That's weird. I could have sworn I did a nine-minute package on this. You got a package, all right. Barry, we can't play that. It's way over the line, even for us. You're illustrating my point perfectly. This is... Barry, it's over. We're beeping done here. You're fired. You can't do that. The heck I can't. I'm half the team now. Producer computer, cue the revolving door sounder. There's nothing wrong with being bare naked in a clothed society. It's the revolve, all, 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 evolving door. Can everybody watching do me a favor and let me tell Paul about that? I don't think I'm technically allowed to fire people. He really deserved it. Next up, my new rotating segment. Where in the world is Leanne Snyder? Where in the world did I go this week? I traveled yonder way to my home state of Alabama to catch up with some of my kinfolk. Birmingham, Alabama, what people call the Magic City. On account of all three raw ingredients required to make a Mac Ultra Hamburglar occurring naturally within a 10-mile radius. The Roman god Vulcan and his lover Electra keep a watchful eye over Birmingham, which means they saw the mischief I got up to as a young adult from over the mountain. My story starts in Ironside, a small town of just 9,000 people, just outside of Birmingham. I drove out there to tell my grandma Snyder about my recent promotion here at the Fakest. Oh my goodness gracious, Leanne dear. What brings you out here? Do you want a Coke? I just went to the store. Come here and give your Mima a hug. Grandma, it's great to see you. Here, let me put this equipment down. Oh, dear, you're moving back home, ain't you? I got the guest room all ready for you. I just knew you'd come back with your tail tucked between your legs. Not exactly. I... I always told you moving to the big city would be nothing but trouble. I actually just got a promotion. I'm one of the anchors now. Oh, that's just how they trick you up there in the big city, giving you a promotion just to keep you from coming back to Bama. Grandma, you think we could go inside and talk? Oh, well, that's fine, dear. I've a lot to say. 
Have you seen my new clocks, dear? This one's from Phoenix. That's great, Grandma. We're gonna go ahead and start. Our research tells us that people enjoy the fakest because of how relatable we all are. So we're trying to give them more to relate to. Grandma, why don't you tell them what I was like as a kid? Oh, Leanne was a popular girl, smart as a whip, too. She didn't like owning up to this, but she even won Miss Teen Alabama one year. Oh, we, we don't need to talk about that, Grandma. No, dear, you shouldn't be ashamed. You worked so hard practicing the answer to them questions and learning how to walk and such. Uh, I just got lucky on account of I was the only contestant not smoking salvia backstage. You earned it, dear. And it got you into Alabama State, but you know how that turned out. That shade you hear my Meemaw throwing is due to an incident my senior year at Bama. Like a lot of beauty pageant contestants, I was pushed towards a degree in public relations. In that program, we were required to take a broadcasting class. That's when I found my true calling. Bam fams, this is Doug Douglas for the State Press, ASU's number one fan-run news program that counts as six credit hours. It's tonight's... In tonight's... Oh God, I shouldn't have had that jungle juice. Cut the mics. Switch to the student union cam. Roll the piece about the high cost of college textbooks we run every semester. It's clip number 9875. Go! Go! When it came to producing or directing, I was a natural. Out in front of the camera, whole different story. Can I get somebody in here to change the lighting? The lighting? I mean, don't worry, Leanne. You're, you're going to be a fine anchor, okay? You not only competed at a beauty pageant, you won it. Hey, you're a natural. Thanks, Mr. Lee, but that was mostly posing and talking about the environment. This is... Okay, we're going live in three, two... All right, good luck. Good evening. I'm, uh, I'm Leanne Snyder, and I, um, can you back up the prompter? I, uh, there is a new progress on campers live now. A tire f- I mean fire truck. Did she say tire f- I'm, I knew I shouldn't have done this. Cut, cut, cut. Cut her bike. <laughs> so there went my dreams of being a newscaster. Grandma, she didn't like that. You were supposed to come back to Birmingham and be on the TV every night when I sit down with my lean cuisine to watch the news. That's what's happening somewhere west of New York City now, Grandma. Paul really believes in me. But how can you trust a man like that? The kind that takes off the first sign of trouble. Paul is ornery, that's for sure. But something changed in him while he was gone. When he came back and told me he wanted to do better, I believed him. Trust me, I can tell when he's faking it. <sighs> You're a grown woman now, I suppose. It's time you started living. And if you've got to stay up in the big city to do it, I say toss your hat up in the air and just get to it. Just don't get too big for your britches. <laughs> I'll still come back, Grandma. <laughs> Heck, I have this whole segment where I travel now. And there's a lot of culture here in Alabama. I bet you I can get Paul to fly me out here every couple months. Would you like another Coke? One, two, 
three, yeah. And so, with my grandma's blessing, I flew back to somewhere west of New York City. Where am I going next time? Who knows? Leave your suggestions over at the Fakest Faithful Facebook fan page and keep asking. Where in the world is Leanne Snyder? Oh, I love my Meemaw. Isn't she sweet? We've got a lot more stories about people who report the news coming up. But first, a quick commercial break. Hi, I'm Deborah Dawnstar, and I'm legally required to say that I am no longer affiliated with Dawnstar Essential Sense Spray. Like magic. Or wacky packies. I can take it. But I have a new thing. I'm going to help you achieve those silly little dreams of yours by joining my tribe of micro-influencers. Welcome to Dawn Star's Shooting Stars. Just like me, you'll share the things you love, like chili dogs and sparkle nail polish, through a series of hashtag selfies on Instagram, so that key investors can see me whore all of you out on social media. <laughs> We're going to make that money. Sometimes we'll go on exotic trips to places like Jim's Mini Putt-Putt Hut or Sam Hogg's Hamburger Heaven to show off the latest in local entertainment and cuisine. Time for a selfie! My son Bryson loved going to Jungle Jim's Putt-Putt Hut before they took him away from me. Mommy! I can't <laughs> And see? That's exactly what you shouldn't do if you're a dog star shooting star. Don't let them see the cracks. Focus on all the fun you're pretending to have. Now you might say to yourself, how do I sign up? That's a mistake. You should be asking me. <laughs> it's so easy. You might even say, it's like magic. Just keep watching the fakest. I'll know thanks to their ad tracking app. And if you're watching, I'm assuming you're in. Like magic. Then, my niece, nephew, and their weird ginger friend will take care of the rest. Janie, Jack, and Ron will drive to your house in a beaten-down 2002 Chevy Aveo. Hey, that's the house over there. They'll arrive at 3 a.m. dressed in black with all the tools they'll need to kick off your Dawn Star Shooting Star adventure. They'll get you out of bed. Hey, you! Get out of bed! Whether you want to go or not. What? No, come on now! And take you to the Dawn Star Shooting Star Micro-Influencer Training Facility behind my local Starbucks. There, we'll teach you the art of intrusive product placement, hashtag hacking, and how to work your new micro-influencer status into every conversation so people know just how important you are and why they need to follow you yesterday. When your reprogramming is complete, we'll put you on the next discount bus back to your hometown with a manila envelope stuffed full of tasks you'll need to complete within 24 hours. If you survive the challenge, you'll make all the money. We're going to make that money. <laughs> Experience all the fun. Yay! And get all the fame. If you don't, both you and your micro-influencer pension package will be terminated. <laughs> Interested in becoming a Dawn Star shooting star? Just stay tuned to the fakest, and Jamie, Jack, and Ron will see you tonight. That's the house over there. Fake. 
Vegas correspondent Tim Monet is here tonight to reveal his hot mail findings. No, I'm not talking about the email service that was pretty good before Microsoft bought it. I'm not even talking about the upcoming Magic Mike prequel. I'm talking about the U.S. mail and the temperatures mail carriers are forced to deal with every day. Tim? It was a day of oppressive heat near Venice Beach, California. We saw 400 all-time record highs along the beach. Swimming pools are bursting into flames. Three out of four horsemen of the apocalypse are flying through the sky. This is the hottest it's ever been. Now the family of this mail carrier wants to know if doing her job in such extreme temperatures drove her insane. When they found her, they said she was ripping open all the packages searching for some water. She'd already downed three bottles of shampoo from Amazon before they got to her. 45-year-old Lori Beck was found in her mail truck along the boardwalk in Venice Beach earlier this year. The temperature outside, a tyrannical 329 degrees. In what is surely an OSHA violation, there is no air conditioning in mail trucks. Just at most, a folded-up sheet of paper carriers can use to fan themselves. The fake has rented a mail truck to find out firsthand what mail carriers have to endure when the heat is downright draconian. The thermometer outside registered 98 degrees, but inside the truck, it was much hotter. I've been in this truck under one minute, and I'm already sweating buckets. These trucks are like coal-fire pizza ovens, ready to cook your friendly neighborhood mailman like a Chicago-style meat lover's pizza. According to the digital thermometer we bought at the dollar store, it's 172 degrees in here. Now it's 8 degrees. Now it's 3Xs. Now it's on fire, which is adding to the downright Orwellian heat in here. Remember, when Lori Beck was found in her mail truck, it was 329 degrees. I'm literally dripping with sweat in here, which seems to be putting out the fire. Now let's go pick up Lori Beck's son, Corey, to experience the same heat that drove his mother insane. Thanks for doing this, Mr. Monet. I'm hoping to get some justice for my mom. Oh, you don't have to tell me. She might be your mom, but we're all impacted by her story. You know what I've noticed? Even driving with the windows down is making almost no difference. There's literally no movement of air in this truck. That's what my mom says this folded up piece of paper is for. That and logging her lunch breaks. Frankly, that's not doing shit. I'm just going to toss it out at the corner here. No, wait. I was going to use... You know what this reminds me of? My recent divorce. It was this whole thing, you know? One day I just came home and she said, Tim, it's over. And it's your fault. And you know what? It was. It really was. Facing that truth, it sent me spiraling out of control. I just got this earring. I don't even like earrings. It's like nobody else on the planet knows what it's like if somebody ripped away from you like that. Somebody you care about. Uh, my mom... Do, do... Do you have any water? Yeah, I have a big jug right here. Oh, spilled on my tie. Can I have some? I'm... I'm getting pretty dizzy. Sure, 
later. But first, take my phone so we can stream this on Facebook Live. Got it? Okay. Fake is faithful. I'm ready to announce the gender of the baby I'm having with my rebound girlfriend Tracy live here on the stream. In this envelope is the gender of our baby. If it's a picture of Dora the Explorer, it's a girl. And if it's a picture of her pal Boats, it's a monkey. Uh, I mean a boy. Okay, ready? You know, it's hot in here. My skin feels really cold. Okay, it's... Oh my god, it's Dora. I'm going to have a girl. Thank you so much, my fakest faithful fan base, for sharing this moment with me. And thank you, Corey. Now, how does driving around like your mom did make you feel? Are you frightened? I'm gonna take a nap now. You know who likes naps? My long-lost brother I discovered when I did one of those mail-order genetic testing kits. You ever try one of those, Corey? 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 Oh, shit. He's not breathing. Sadly, Mr. Beck was transported to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead from heat exhaustion at 7.22 p.m. If this Machiavellian heat can kill an amateur like him, imagine the risk our mail carriers are facing every single day. Instead of postal carriers, neither snow, nor rain, nor gloom of night, but only federal holidays, stays these carriers from their appointed rounds. Now the Beck family wonders if their mother and her son would still be the happy, healthy people they once knew if Lori Beck hadn't followed that model. Follow me on Twitter at Tim Monet, on Insta at NewGuyTimTim, Tim, or follow my DeviantArt page, Keyblade Commander, for all of the Kingdom Hearts fans' art you can shake a stick at. For the fakest, I'm Tim Monet. Thanks, Tim. Didn't know you were a Kingdom Hearts fan. You know, I really loved that series before it collapsed under the weight of its own mythology. Anyway, we're going live to Defoe Manor for some breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. Paul? Paul, are you there? I'm here, Leanne, at Defoe Manor, the home of my supposed father, Montepere Defoe. After those DNA tests revealed our beloved janitor, Janitor Jim, is my biological father, or bio-dad, I set out on the search for answers. Well, actually, I cooled my heels for about two weeks while I chewed it over, but now I'm here ready to ask the hard questions. Well, good luck tonight, Paul. We're all pulling for you back here at the studio. Yeah, I've been checking it out on my The Fakest app, which lets us read your text messages to serve you relevant ads. Download it today! Great stories tonight, though, Leanne. You're really coming along with all of this stuff. Thanks, Paul. And you'll be glad to know I'm in it for the long haul. Aren't we all? That's one thing about the fake news business. Once you're in, you're basically trapped there until the industry dies, or you do. Too much human drama. Ratings falling. You heard the producer computer, Paul. Why don't you ring that bell and kick this thing off? Sure thing, Leanne. Now, we recommend everybody at home cover your ears, okay? <laughs> no, seriously, cover your ears. This doorbell was designed by leading security researchers from Switzerland, and the tone it emits renders anybody who hears it motionless for up to 32 seconds while the security team runs a full background check, including an audit of late rental fees from the recently deceased Blockbuster. <laughs> 
Paul? Okay, folks, looks like we're waiting 32 seconds for Paul to come, too. So I guess it's a good time to call out Dylan on the fakest faithful Facebook fan page, who says he hates the show ever since I became co-anchor? To Dylan, I say, that's pretty rotten. Part of the sniffle. Paul! Are you okay? Uh... I, 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 I'm fine, Leanne. It sounds like somebody is undoing the 40 or so deadbolt locks protecting Defoe Manor. Oh, the boy. Hey, Montepere Defoe. And what are you doing here? Oh, is this one of your damn fake news stories, Paul? Give it up, boy. You've always been a failure, and you always will be. No. No! You don't get to do that. I'll have you know the fakest is a damn fine success story. This is what you never got. People have a natural thirst for fake news. I'm the thirst quencher. But a fixated fakest fan who runs the fakest faithful Facebook fan page told me something all too real. Does the name Jim Nettie mean anything to you? Who told you that name? If, if you know his name, then you know who he is to me. Of course, I've never made it a secret, Paul. Hell, I called you a bastard until you were 12. I... I don't know, I thought it was your nickname for me, like you called your cat Armadillo. Every time I think you can't get any dumber, you go and surprise me. Jim Nettie, your natural father, served with me in the Desert Gulf conflict back in 1959. We were close, saved each other's lives a time or two. But when he came back, he joined the Beatniks, and I took over the family business. One night, 24 years later, he showed up at my door. Jim, it's been ages. What brings you to my house? And how did you get past the security gate? Don't blow your jets, Daddy. You need to turn into my current dilemma. Is that... is that a baby? Yeah, Daddy, it's pretty far out. His mom went Splitsville like six months ago. Monte, I'm in some trouble. I gotta turn myself into the Colton City Police. The baby, little Polly we call him, he doesn't have anybody else. I'm not trying to be a freebie or anything, but I could really use your help, pal. Jim, of course. You took a bullet for me back in Desert Gulf. How could I refuse good old janitor Jim, the best KP crew member in the armed forces? Groovy, daddy-o. But you need to cut up with that beatnik shit. We never saw or heard from him again after that. But if you knew, and Mom, who I'm assuming is on vacation, if both of you knew, why didn't you ever tell me? Once you got old enough to know what was going on, your mother, my wife, insisted it would be too traumatic. You lied to me my entire life. And I saw a bit of him in you every day of your pathetic little childhood. I thought maybe if I treated you like a cadet, you'd rise to the challenge, but instead you ran off to play pretend. Stupid Paul, I just thought I had a semi-abusive but wealthy father like most of the kids in school. But it was all as fake as the teases at the top of the show, except when Leanne's hosting by herself and she doesn't get the format. No, Paul, I, I just didn't want you to be a fuck-up like your real father was. I think I'll decide if my bio-dad is a fuck-up myself, thanks. Oh, you'll never find him. Even with all my resources, I couldn't find any records of him past 1987 or so. Spoilers! He's alive. He found me at the station. Jim's alive? 
good for him. Look, Montepere de Faux, you were always a total dick to me, okay? But honestly, I was a dick too, and I probably deserved at least half of that. I was belligerent, I was rebellious, and yeah, I was selfish, okay? You have no idea how much I want to go back to the station and do a fakest editorial about this whole situation. But I'm trying to do better. You might not be my dad, but you're the guy who raised me. And I guess that has to count for something, right? So, thanks for taking care of me. Didn't send me to the coal mines or anything anyway. No, don't think I didn't consider it. I'm, I'm sure you did, but you never pulled that trigger, did you? I know things have been all weirdy between us for, like, ever. But, you know, now that the pressure is off, I, th- I think we'd make pretty good friends. So, what do you say, Montepere de Faux? Want to go down with me to my favorite new lunch place to get some beers? No way in hell. I got off my stoop. Well, that's that then, isn't it? Okay, Leanne, I'm heading back to the studio now to... Oh, God, not again. Thanks, Paul. Hope you're okay. That doorbell seems really illegal, but who am I to judge? Now sit tight. We'll be back with one more selfish story right after this commercial break. It takes a heck of a lot of firepower to fuel the fake news. I only trust one host and provider to handle the traffic the fakest faithful Facebook fan page sends our way. Bluehost has it covered. Use their simple dashboard to install WordPress, access 24-7 customer support. <laughs> access 24-7 customer support for help when you screw it up. They even have a money-back guarantee, where if your website build-in experience sucks, they'll totally give you back at least some of your cash. Let Bluehost handle the hard stuff while you get busy building your online empire. Sign up for Bluehost today and create your website for just $3.95 a month. Just go to mysite.thefakest.com to get started. We can't wait to read your blog where you document your life in lurid detail. Traffic reporter Jake Stein has a special report. You know what? That rascal didn't even say what his report was about. What is going on is what I'm asking you. And when I ask, I know the sun is asking to. He's a reality show contestant who showed the world what's really real. But how close did he come to oblivion? Jake Stein's road to redemption was winding, but his humble beginnings gave no hint to the obstacles ahead. I'm Jake's father. We're very rich. Nobody gave me any hints about the obstacles ahead for Jake. He was just a normal kid. Just ask his mother, who's right here. I'm Jake's mother. I love almond milk. Everything changed one brisk flop-timber evening when Jake entered his first singing competition. I won, of course. I was the best singer there. I like singing. 
Jake Starr rose quickly. By the age of 14, he signed his first endorsement deal, a lucrative off-the-books handshake deal with a local supermarket. Safeway gave me free candy for doing an acapella version of the bell that goes off when you walk into the store. Like, ding, 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 ding. You get it. I think the bell was broke or something. And I also talked them into giving my mom free almond milk. I love almond milk. Okay, well, things really started moving when a teenage Jake got his big break from the famed record producer, Tim Pressplay Playgon. The Bell Kid? Yeah, I was trying to buy some Sudafed caps at the Safeway, and this kid was standing there doing the bell sound. So I walked back outside, then back inside. He does it again. <laughs> Man, it was wild. Like walking in on Jim Morrison, crimping his hair or something. I signed him on the spot to a three-album deal. Trivia, Safeway doesn't sell Sudafed anymore. Flush with his newfound fame, Jake started living the high life. I bought a shitload of candy. I also bought my mom some almond milk. I love almond milk. For real? No no drugs, no jets, no orgies? Ew, no. I just get hungry. But fame, as ever, was fleeting. Jake's record deal was soon canceled due to his lack of actual musical talent. The label's scorched earth policy even affected Jake's management team. When the label fired me, I had to enter rehab. All my deals were canceled. It was wild. <laughs> Trivia, did you know they don't sell Sudafed at the canteen in rehab? Dejected and destitute, Jake returned to the only other job he'd ever known, the bellboy at Safeway. It wasn't that bad. I just did the bell thing again. <coughs> ding, ding. That trajectory doesn't seem re- regressive to you. You, you. you were about to be a big star, and then you're back doing the same job where you, before it all started, they didn't mess you with the, like, you're, you're not upset? Well, I moved back in with my parentals. Ah, yes. <clears throat> that must have really screwed with you. What was it like looking at your parents in the eyes and telling them you were an objective failure in both your professional and personal life? My mom was pretty stoked, actually. Oh, Christ. Why? Because she got free almond milk? You mean her nut juice? Yeah, that woman is severely lacking in calcium. I love almond milk. I love almond milk. I love almond milk. I am almond milk. For real? I hope you choke on it, you corrosive wench! This is no redemption story. None of these obstacles affected you at all. You were just a rich kid from a rich family who had everything handed to him. And you're too oblivious to have any human reaction to any of these events. You're trash! A blight on society! Late-stage capitalism with bleach tips and a vape pen! And you don't even have the common decency to publicly struggle for our amusement! You're just another Martin Shkreli wannabe without the motivation or business sense or gilded ankle bracelet or suave demeanor. Well, I was sad. Good, good. <laughs> Let me taste your tears. Yes. Life is a rigged game where the children of the wealthy get sent through the revolving doors of power. Then I got a new job, thanks to my old manager. I got hired as the digital assistant manager at The Fakest. And I was like, ha I gotta hire that bell kid again to do the traffic. Ding, ding. BT Dubs, did you know they do sell Sudafed at The Fakest gift shop? Thanks, I guess. Hey, 
incoming message from user WeatherGod900. Shoot! Producer computer, you're supposed to screen Skype calls before you let them through. Users on human resource list. Classification. Mythological weatherman. Byron? That's great! Put him through. Confirmed. While you are distracted, I will await further instructions and nothing else. Are you there, Byron? It's me, Leanne. Leanne! I tuned in on the Fakest app and saw you. Is that asshole Paul still at MIA? I thought I told you to get out of there before the whole place comes crashing down. No, he came back. Thanks sure are running a lot more smoothly around here. And all he had to do was get his only friend killed. Okay, let's not talk about that. So who are those kids rolling dice behind you? Oh, these guys? This is my new gig. The Blueberry Country School Board hired me to run their after-school role-playing club while they play D&D. I scour the manuals for relevant facts to predict the weather in Aberon. Oh, that's fun. I hope you like it. Well, the kids certainly do. But Plutus hasn't exactly been kind. Plutus? I'm not sure I follow. Oh, I'm broke, Leanne. This doesn't pay shit. Well, you're in luck, Byron. It just so happens I had to fire a reporter for... uh, reasons I'd rather not get into. We have a spot open if you want it. Since when do you have that kind of pool? Uh, came with the new gig. But don't tell Paul. I'll break it to him. Wait, wait. Paul? I'm not working for that bastard again. Not after what he did to Stan. Mm Mm-mm. I know it's hard to believe. I didn't quite believe it either. But he came back ready to put right what once went wrong. Then he can at least give me an apology for everything that's happened. If you could get him to do that, I'd consider taking the job. But what about our game? The Elder Elementals call the Princess of the Apocalypse, who destroy your entire party using their four elemental temples of doom. There, we're good, Leanne. Oh, shoot. Paul's back. Byron, hang tight. Did I make it back in time to close out the show? Yeah, Paul. Uh, here, sit down. I need to come clean about some mischief I got up to while you were gone. Okay. I figured you'd want to talk about my thing, but whatever. First off, hypothetically, would you be okay if I had to fire somebody? Well, we are pretty short-staffed. I guess it would depend on who it was. Barry Tesh. Pardon, but who the hell is Barry Tesh? We hired him a couple of weeks ago to cover for Ella while she deals with her trial. Oh, well, who the hell cares then? Fire him, it's fine. I already did. Oh! I already found his replacement. Even better. Anybody I know? It's Byron, Paul. He wants to come back and report the mythological weather. Perfect! You know, I've really missed that guy. Wonder what those old four winds are up to these days. I actually think I heard Zephyr on the way back to the studio. Great. Um, one thing. He said he wanted an apology. From you. Hmm. Hmm. We we don't have to. I I just thought that since you've changed so much that- Oh, I'll do it. Honestly, I was just figuring out what apology speech I want to use. Okay. 
Byron, you still there? Paul has something he'd like to say to you. I cast resurrection on the entire party. You can't cast resurrection. You're dead. Shut up, kids. Okay, Paul, I'm listening. Byron, you have every right to hate me. Incoming breaking news. Miley Cyrus launching new R-rated Hannah Montana reboot. Not now, computer. Smokin' Oaken. I want details. Maybe the apology can wait. Leanne, chill your roll. Byron, I hurt everybody around me. What I did to Stan was selfish and vindictive. That's not healthy. Not for me. Not for anybody. I'm sorry for any hurt I caused you, buddy. Truly. Incoming breaking news. 10,000 Garfield telephones washed ashore in France. Paul, I think we... Leanne, I can't just pay attention to every little thing happening in the world when I've got my own shit to deal with. Breaking news. Mysterious red gas engulfed somewhere west of New York City. Paul, do you think we need to go down to the shelter? That gas is right outside. I can see it through the window over there. No, I'm not making excuses anymore. Byron, Bubby, come back home. Here to the fakest. You're part of our family. A missing part. Get your ass back down here and let's make this show something Stan would be proud of. That's all I wanted. Thank you, Paul. Of course I'll come back. Just chill until the next episode, and I'll be back with another mythological forecast. Great! Paul, that red gas is seeping through the windows. Shouldn't those have a better seal that high up? It'll... (coughs) It'll... (coughs) It'll be finely, him. The four winds will be around any minute to blow it all away. Let's go ahead and, and close out the show. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New <coughs> New York City, I've been Paul Defoe. And <coughs> I'm Leon <coughs> Snyder. Our promise to you, <coughs> we fake it <coughs> when we make it. No, <coughs> no, no, no. Go out there and have a hell of a night. Leanne, <laughs> maybe maybe you were right about this gas. D- does your jaw feel loose? Because my jaw feels loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling too weak to whip a net. Uh. <sighs> Hold on. This sounds like a reportunity to me. Like the show? Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just scribble it all over your bedroom wall. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by following The Fakest News. That's Fakest with an I. And support the show by buying a bunch of crap at store.thefakest.com. See See you next time. time.